everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. I am back finally after a few short weeks away dealing with some family stuff. And I'm so excited today to be back. And this time we're covering Blackula with the lovely Chris Love. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, y'all. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Good to have you back. Your last episode is still jumping. It is still in the top five episodes listened to from our show. It's in the top four now, actually. Look, I got my boy Michael Myers on my t-shirt, too. I love it. homage. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we are are doing Blackula today because we decided to dedicate a good chunk of this season, our fifth season, our fifth season opener, which this is also hindsight. Happy season premiere to us. Happy season premiere to you listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise to us. Surprise. (laughs) I would have dressed more appropriately. I would have worn a crown or something. I'm wearing my Fear Street t-shirt and my Mickey Mouse PJ bottoms. So like, you were, you're still ahead of the game. (laughs) You know how we do on Fear Street. We're a lot of things. Fancy is not one of them. We ain't fancy. We ain't never been accused of being fancy. Um, Fancy is not our name. Listen, um, but we decided to dedicate a good chunk of this season to 70s horror movies. So at least through Halloween, you'll be getting the 70s scoop. (laughs) I'm excited. A lot of things I haven't seen before. You, I, I'm excited for a lot of the ones we have up front because we've definitely front loaded it. I'm like, these are some of my favorites. Are these some of the ones I'm talk about? And the last half, like, this is stuff I know exists. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see what happens when we get there. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> a plan. That is a plan. That's all I got to say. A plan. It is. Make it fun. Make it yeah. fun going in, and that way, when you're going out, you're like, it's time to leave. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right, but before we get into Blackula, we're going to catch up with Chris. What you been watching, reading, real-life horror? I know it's all out there right now. I know, right? What have I been watching? Well, I'm doing the 100 Horror Movies in 92 Days Challenge. And I think it's Spooky Sarah Says is the one who started that. And so today is day number 19 for me. And I have already hit 50 movies. So watch out. I'm going to have watched like 400 movies by the time Halloween (laughs) comes. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I did it and, last year, but messed up the hashtag, so it didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite of the ones you've watched so far? Um, of, the favorites? Um, of the ones I've watched so far, I really liked Prey, the uh, yes. the movie. Oh, it's so good. 100%. Oh, so, so good. So good. I watched it twice. I watched it in English, and I watched the Comanche dub. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah, and I watched it with my family, and I watched it by myself, and, you know, so loved it, loved it. And tonight, mm-hmm. after I'm done with you all, I'm going to go finally see Nope. Finally. <gasps> I just I saw it this week. I haven't seen it either. I just saw it this week. It's I. My mind was blown. I walked out and I was part of the Yeehaw agenda, and I was like, "Okay, I'm here for it. Give me a horse and a Stetson." Like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm going like six thirty tonight. It's where I'm going to be in the movie theater, finally getting a chance to see it because it's been out at this point. It's been out for too a long. Bit. And so I want to get it before it goes because I want to go see it in the theater. So we picked a theater where there'll be nobody, but we can have drinks. So, you know, that's what I'm doing. And then last night I saw the the prequel to Orphan. The Orphan Kill. I hear it's good. I hear it's really good. I actually really liked it. I don't know if I really liked it because I was half asleep. um, (laughs) Because we started watching it at like 11 o'clock at night and I... Really late for me, yeah. but I stayed up the entire time, so that tells me it's good. Hey, <laughs> I might watch it when we're done recording this because it dropped today on Paramount, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, I've been waiting, but also it's like I'm old and I'm having a bottle of wine. Let's not get my hopes up. But- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right. you know what? That movie will be there tomorrow, right? Yeah. It'll still be good. It'll still be great. One hundred percent, love it, love it. Yeah, yes, yes, one hundred percent agree with Prey. It's top five movies I've seen all year. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best hit the streamers recently because we've been getting an onslaught of stuff just falling, and I'm like, wow, I can't keep up anymore. Which I love. Yeah. A lot of it is really raggedy, unfortunately. I've seen some mm-hmm. good stuff. I've seen some very abstract things as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, prey is just as perfect as a like a horror action film as one can get. And I, in my real life, I practice Indian law. So I work for tribes, right? So it was really cool to see, you know, a story that is focused on indigenous people, especially Mm -hmm. indigenous women Mm -hmm. and done in the native language, right? And so Mm -hmm. my whole thing was like, why wasn't it just Comanche with an English dub? Listen. That's what I had said. But also this reminded me, we never asked you what kind of law you practice. We're just like, oh yeah, Chris. Chris does law. Chris is cool. And we never were like, what kind? (laughs) I was just live tweeting our hearing for our Planned Parenthood abortion ban that we have in Arizona. So I can speak competently about a lot of things, but (laughs) competently. (laughs) I know about a lot of things and I know a lot of a, a lot of bit about a few things. <laughs> right. Well when we get around to covering prey, we know who our guest has gotta be. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I love and I and like you know me it's because I'm a glutton for punishment. So I, I like to look at the criticisms just to kind of see what's out there. The biggest ones I've seen I don't, I don't believe that they would have domesticated dogs. And I was like, if that's real, if that's what you left that movie being focusing on. Uh, if there's a whole alien in that <laughs> movie. Listen. Um, but you know, res dogs are real. They are the <laughs> what? Res dogs are the real ones. So I believe. I believe. What? Dr. Quinn <laughs> had a whole ass husband who was a white man who ran around with a dog in <laughs> the Cherokee. <laughs> Right. And they yeah. never questioned that for a whole decade of Dr. Quinn. But oh, <laughs> girl, they like, uh uh-uh. uh, uh uh, hard pass. <laughs> right. I was like, y'all are dumb. Dr. Quinn, I'm, I'm so glad that you made that reference. That was one of my, my favorite shows. I, <laughs> I, I used to see the reruns after my mother's soap operas when I was a kid. And so I uh-huh. went to the whole story. And sometimes it's on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, don't test me. I will I will watch all of this and be like, here's what happened to Colleen and Wynn. Listen, <laughs> I, you know, Michaela Quinn. <laughs> as much as I love medical dramas, I'm surprised I've never really watched it. I I would probably love it. You would love it more than I did because it's it's very romantic um, frontier mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. you also love a strong femme lead, and she is like, "Look, I'm gonna raise these babies that are not mine, and I might find Ooh. love in a hopeless place." And right. you're like, ah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm currently on my rewatch of ER, so maybe after that, I'll give it a try. I keep pausing it because it's forever and a day. I have like it's eight so seasons much. left. <laughs> I mean, I, it was on. It was on for you know at least like fifteen years or something yeah. ridiculous like that. So many seasons. So many. Uh, yeah. So many. Chris, do you have any projects you want to plug? Well, you know, I just talked about my hundred movies. So check out my Twitter handle at, at Legally Love. And you can see all of the goofy movies that I'm watching right now. Um, I'm also getting ready to think about putting together my Halloween movie watch calendar, my spooky season calendar. This year I've decided because, you know, my life is uh, repro stuff right now. And I love horror movies. I've got a theme. I'm going to talk about repro and horror. So... um, if y'all know any movies that you want me to include, I've accidentally watched a few just doing this hundred movies yeah. thing. So they'll be in my calendar, but there are a million movies out there that have to deal with like abortion and childbirth and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, being pregnant is scary. So why not? The original Black Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, alien. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've not seen Prevenge, but like she's oh, definitely I, pregnant. Mm. I did see Prevenge, and it was crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I look. I when I was pregnant, it was the same year that The Devil's Due came out. Oh wow! So I went to the movie theater. I was real pregnant at the time too. I was like, we gonna go see these horror movies while I'm pregnant. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing right now? I, and so now my child, who is eight years old, she is just the biggest chicken ever. And I think it's because I went to see, see so many horror movies and then went to see The Devil's Do. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Speaking of pregnant women going to watch horror movies, my friend's mom went to go when she was pregnant with my friend, went to go watch Pet Cemetery. No. Little did she know that his original name was Gage, and that quickly changed after she watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> his name is no longer his name is not Gage. <laughs> scary kid name. Sorry, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, shall we get into Blackula? Because it is a vibe. Yes. About this movie. It is a vibe, and I enjoy it. <laughs> Listen, I I am here for <laughs> capography and William Marshall's era of black horror that we don't talk about enough. Um, mm. Yeah, the capes, okay, capes. capes, beautiful. I think we all have notes about these capes. I want what? I want his cape. I want the girl's cape. I want everybody's. If you've got a cape in this movie, send it to me. Listen. <laughs> When we hang up this call, I'm tying my bathrobe around me, <laughs> and I'm gonna live my best truth because I, <laughs> I don't have a cake long enough. <laughs> I packed my mother's wedding dress back in the '70s when she got married. Had a hood with a cape on it. Oh, I love it! And so when I saw all these like hooded capes and capes and capes, I was like, you know, it's not a it's not a bad fashion statement. I I could go back to seventies fashions. They try to bring like nineties fashions now, and I'm like, mm. Mm-mm, no. They were always in the nineties, but the seventies, no. they were fun. Mm-hmm. These fits in the club were cute. Like to one of my notes, because I was like, they getting it on stage with these songs I don't understand, and people just walk around and cute shit, and they just like, hi, I take your picture in this cute little zebra shit, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Huh? Okay, what? <laughs> Gorgeous, gorgeous. Like the whole, like whoever did the costume, bravo, bravo. People back then dressed like it was an event. Like today, I'm all like, "Mm, I put on pants and a sweatshirt, I'm a go. It's a pandemic. Um, But back then, they were like, I gotta look right, I gotta get the hair together, I gotta like make sure everything is together, my nails. I don't understand the energy, but I want to, (laughs) right? The hair was on point, every like the aesthetics of this film. From start to finish, even like in the beginning when we're in like Transylvania with the castle or whatever. My, uh, what was his, what's his actual name? The, not Mama, Ma, Mama Walde. Yeah. Mama Walde. When he comes in there, he, he's looking sharp for like 1800s man. Right. <laughs> I have questions because he's looking real sharp and you know Count Dracula's doing his thing. But his wife is wearing like something completely different. Like she's wearing like you know, her, you know, the, the, you know, the tribal outfit and all that kind of stuff. So like, Mama Walde up here in like a three-piece suit. <laughs> right? And, yes. and, and, and Lula just looked like she was at a different event. Like, right. he just going to get dressed and let's go and then talk about what, you know, what the dress code was. I was, I was confused. Yeah, I would be mad if I were her walking up in the, you didn't tell me. Hold on. <laughs> But it was okay because when Dracula's brides ran out, they were not together. They were the ones who the costumers were like, I forgot about y'all. I'm sorry. Here's some fabric. What? <laughs> That's why Dracula was in on Luba so hard. Right. I mean, he was like, mm, I want this sexy chocolate. Can I buy it? <laughs> he did that. Y'all, this racist Dracula. I mean, like, straight up telling this black man the race that set that slavery is a good thing. I'm just like, white people are wild I, right. yes even as vampires like I still gotta be racist that's that's my <laughs> truth like, my one true thing <laughs> <laughs> racism over everything and I was just like well I mean I guess you know Dracula being a slave trader that tracks I guess it tracks I could believe it I mean, you know, you can take my reflection, you can take my soul, you can take uh, everything, but you can't take my racism. No. <laughs> One thing about the names. <laughs> yeah, not that, like, oh, mama, well, I can't call, let me just call him Blackula because I can't do that all day, the entire time. Um, but I love how Blackula was like, well, I'm going to fight to prove my love at this point. And then his wife just stood, stood there screaming, like he couldn't have grabbed a torch too. Or yeah, they didn't uh, give her a lot to do there. Her, the, when they came to grab her, like you could tell, the director was like, "I forgot we had to do this scene." 
I don't have no notes. Because she was just there with her hands up, and they were like, um, grab her. <laughs> <laughs> I did I was, enjoy watching him beat the shit out of all those white people, though. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's always a good time. <laughs> like, that's why I'm always like, watch The Watchmen. Regina King punches a Nazi in the face, and it's the best day ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why I'm a freelance now. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to write about these moments in life. <laughs> I will say, and I mean, poor Vanetta McGee, who plays Luva and Tina in the in the seventies part. They don't give her anything. I mean, like the other girl, uh, is it Michelle? Is the other? Michelle, yeah, Michelle is her name. It's Denise Nicholas. Yes, uh, they give her all the like cool like character art, but Tina. <laughs> Ingenues are boring. Nobody wants to meet the ingenue. It's just like your your job is to fall in love, even though he's feeding you a bunch of crap. Like right. literally, <laughs> he was like, "I followed you because I thought you might be my wife. I'm not scary. Here's your perspex. Like, okay, come on <laughs> over. Okay, <laughs> come back to my place. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny though because when uh, Vanetta McGee was like the bigger star mm. back then. Um, and so I thought they would have used her more, but yeah, all she did was look doughy-eyed at him the entire time. Well, and I think because she's the ingenue, I think they think again. I don't feel like f- filmmakers sometimes don't understand real people because, like, I think that they expected us as an audience, and maybe it was different in the seventies when this came out. I don't, I wasn't alive then, but like. <laughs> maybe it was different but like i just kept being like tina girl michelle is trying to save your life and you're just like zombified walking out this apartment building and like he's obviously got something weird going on he, he leaves your bed in the morning like before sunrise mm-hmm. um so he, he's wearing a cape in New York in the 70s. <laughs> or some she, though. Like, this. It's a different type. You know, he was an opera singer. The, the actor who played him was an opera singer, apparently. Mm. You can definitely tell. His voice is sexy. I will give him that. Listen, he turns up in Abbey, which is a different mm-hmm. 70s exploitation movie. And, like, he's not even there for all of it because I think he was, like, a d- producer or something on top of being in it. But, like, mm-hmm. he shows up and, like, the vocal quality goes up. <laughs> he's like, <clears throat> get back, Satan. And we're like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! Whoa! What happened? <laughs> Thank you for coming along, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just had so many questions, though. Like, okay, so he was kind of a sexy vampire, I guess. But, you know... He spoke perfect English and he was in a coffin for 200 years and hadn't come out. And then all of a sudden he jumps out and he's in LA and not even like a hint of, whoa, there are cars in there. (laughs) Like, there are all these things happening. What What is this music? (laughs) what sends me, because like, this is kind of, I didn't know it as a kid because I never saw this movie as a kid, but like watching The Vampire in Brooklyn um, and then watching this, and then watching Vampire Brooklyn again, I'm like, I see you, Eddie Murphy and Wes Craven. And then, <laughs> so, like, the fact that they didn't have that moment for him, who's just like, I'm a sexy blackula. I know how things go now. And I'm like, good sir. Good right. sir. I also, find her. Like, where I just, I, there were so many things that didn't add up for me because they didn't do like the, oh, I am new vampire. And, you know, I was like, how did he even know how to vampire? Because he was in a coffin immediately and then in that coffin for 200 years. Like, they right. they literally were like, we're giving you a black Dracula. You're welcome. We're well, <laughs> yeah, not answering questions at this time. <laughs> right. I think they were trying to make this like allusion to in Dracula, where Dracula is, and Mina, that's the one, right? What Lucy, whichever one is attracted to him, is like, just compelled to him almost from you know whatever because her great 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 grandma was in love with Dracula but like this one they gave no indication of that other than like him saying you're my wife right what kind of 1700s romance is that it's just like you're my wife could you remind me of my other dead wife and I want another dead wife. Let's go. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I work on people. Hey, girl. You remind me of my dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> I 
worst pickup line ever. <laughs> and why did it work on her? She's like, I loved it once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That, it, yeah, it just makes no sense. But I will say, every vampire in this film, I commend their core body strength. Because when they lift up out that out the uh, coffin, they are stiff as a board, light as a feather. And like if that was me, I'd be like, Ugh, "Hold up!" Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now <laughs> I hurt myself getting into bed, so I know I would not be getting out of a coffin. I would just be laying there, just like, "Can y'all help me out? Uh, I've been here for a minute." Look. <laughs> <laughs> he, but yeah, they must be doing some like setups in those coffins over two hundred years to get that core muscle strength. I mean, but I, I was I was also concerned about the fact that you know when he was vampire, you know he had his strength and all that kind of stuff, but he also had different hair and like girl, they look all at and oily and greasy at the same time. And I just, I am I have questions. Why I asked Sheree this earlier. Why is it that in this movie, unless you're Blackula, because his hair actually looked neat, when you get turned to a vampire, apparently your hair just, and it doesn't matter if you're white or black, your hair just goes like you stuck your finger in a socket. Apparently <laughs> your hair is the first to know you're dead. What? <laughs> it is... It is, it is not okay with it? <laughs> I just or not they wanted to make, um, they knew if they wanted to make Blackula a vampire or a werewolf. Because they had like a all of a sudden. And then like, you know, like the mustache that went all the way back. And I was like, it was very Eddie, it was very Eddie Mon Monster. Monster, yeah. Monster, yeah. yeah. Fucking Stranger Things, like trying to mess me up. It was very Eddie Munster. And I was like, oh, is Herman name around too? And he was like, no, I'm an old man. I'm a grown man. I was like, okay. Well, I can get your tape. <laughs> oh, yes. Concerns. I just, like, the white vampire didn't look that ashy, though. And I know, you know, makeup. His eyebrows were plucked. Like, <laughs> no, but like the black vampires were green and gray. Mm hmm. And I was what, like, that, I thought we look better as vampires because you're immortal and like you have all this cool right. power. You shouldn't look this gross. Twilight fucked us up. That's what. <laughs> Listen, it did though. It did. It's like you'll glow, and I'm like, um, I thought I'd like Antonio Banderas, and my hair would be laid. <laughs> I just like got bit. I had not accepted my own struggles, but I'm dead now, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted, I wanted a new life. I wanted a new look. <laughs> But the one, I think she was the cab driver. I can't remember her name though. But she, when they wheeled her out of the of the refrigerator, and as she's coming back to life, oh, okay, I guess that's her defrost. But she got so wet. I was like, was she sweating? Like, what is happening? Oh, she had, like patches, like a patch of one on each cheek, and like what are these shoulders? And then she got up and ran out that room screaming. When they came in with the giant crucifix, though, that's when I was like, we are having too much fun in this family dollar. We understand the damn thing when we're done. <laughs> oh, I do want to say, I, I was very, well, at first, I was super pleased, and then I was less pleased, but still pleased, that there was queer representation in this film in the 70s, which, shit, that's more than we get in, like, 85% of the films made today. But then, of course, they have to say the F word. Who wants a dead? Beep. And I was like, <sighs> so many F words. So many. Together, a lot of I, I was, you know, it's the seventies, so you know that you know homophobia is a thing. I mean, it's a thing now, but you know, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a thing then. Um, and so I, you know, kind of giggled at the portrayal of. Of course, they had to be they had to be interior designers. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how that moved the story forward. <laughs> <laughs> you that couch in our living room. This coffin will be much better in there. Like <laughs> all the way in Transylvania, they went to Transylvania for new looks, and I'm just like. <laughs> I thought, you know, that was a choice. Like someone had, was in the writer's room and like, what if we made gay interior designers go to Transylvania to pick up Dracula? I just, I, 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 I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. 
I was so confused. And I wanted to root for them. Our friend Marco Estes wrote a whole article about like Black queer representation and Bobby McGee is one of them. He's not Bobby McGee. I made that last name up. That's your song. song. I'm going to go look at this cast list real quick and stop drinking. Pull <laughs> 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 up that IMDB right quick. Bobby McCoy. Um, so it's supposed to be. <laughs> Bobby McCoy. <laughs> My grape juice got me, y'all. Oh. <laughs> um, but Bobby McCoy is one of the people on that list because, I mean, clearly that's like pretty much the start of like black representation. And uh, like it's still sadly one of the few examples because even today with the shitty movies coming out, they slash them. Um, <laughs> um, Terrible. I, I have never been so happy to play the my voice is not needed card on social media as I was when that movie came out. <laughs> I was like, I seen it, but I got nothing to say. I'm gonna just retweet y'all who are saying what I agree with. Thank you. <laughs> I just acted like it didn't exist. Yeah, I don't even want to give it time of like energy because it's I, just not good on, I on many levels. It, I looked through it like an email from Nailnet. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do today. This. <laughs> this, that. this slash that. I ain't gonna oh, do that. God. It happened. I can't change it. <laughs> Leave me <Right>. alone. <laughs> oh Lord. Bobby McCoy. That was McCoy, not McGee. Yes. <laughs> I got some words for Bobby McCoy's five o'clock shadow, though, because that also looked ashy. <laughs> it did. It did. I was like, baby, struggling. Give him some water. I, w- I was so concerned about him. I was concerned about him when he was alive. I was concerned <laughs> about him when he was dead. And then his hand was hanging out of the. Um, out of the grave, and then the dude was no. like, but you know, home was like, oh, that's just a reflex. <laughs> <laughs> I was dead. I was dead. But then when they dig up his boyfriend later on, and, they, and they, the boyfriend's like, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> he just like beat the boyfriend with a big piece of <laughs> Meanwhile, the, girl, the woman is up there screaming, and I'm like, don't kill him. I'm like, I know you know better. I know you know better. <laughs> <laughs> and just up there screaming. I'm like, first of all, you're grave robbing. So maybe yes. you don't want to be loud about it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want an audience. Like <laughs> Number two, you're just going to leave your mans in there. But again, these women, are these hoes ain't loyal. Okay. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, if my man is dumb enough to dig up a dead vampire, and I say dead, they're not been dead anyway, a vampire, I'm, I'm, I might just leave him down there too. Be like, you handle this, I'll be up here when you're done. I've never thing. gone in the first place. <laughs> right, right? Because that's my thing. That's my thing is that, like, yeah, he dug him up, but also she went to this cemetery with no questions and watched him dig it up. So clearly, you should be and, expecting something weird to happen. And then later on, she's like, they're talking about how the lieutenant's not going to listen to them or whatever. And she's like, well, I wish he had seen what I just saw. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, why are you putting that on somebody? Like, let it go. But he's working for the police. So are all the police doctors at this point in time in California? Did I miss something in the seventies? Well, I what? thought he was working on the case because he knew Bobby or he knew Bobby's family, and that's but what he worked with them regularly, right? Like, was he a medical yeah. examiner? Just because it looked like he worked there, and old girl Michelle worked in the lab. Yeah, um, but you know that's you know. I well, maybe he's like what. <laughs> What they do in um, Hannibal, the TV show. Maybe he's like that, where he like studies the medical side of murders. I don't know. I don't know, because he was very comfortable in that police station. And I was like, I've never been comfortable in a police station, so you spend time here. <laughs> and flirting with the receptionist, too. <laughs> like, he got a girl to a cemetery with him later. If you take her to a cemetery, y'all together. Like, <laughs> that's right. You don't get to have other people. <laughs> that scene was so funny to me, though, because he was like, let me inspect the scar. And then he, the funeral home dude said, yeah, I've never seen a rat that big. <laughs> no, what? So then he looks and they're like the two little, like they look like little pinpricks. Right? And, snack. and then I'm like, well, I'm looking at Blackula's tape 
And I'm like, them big ass teeth couldn't make them two little feet. <laughs> Maybe it was a rat. I don't know. <laughs> questions on questions on questions on questions. <laughs> I also say I'm the coroner. I just why do you have to have a hook? What, what right. Kind of choice? I thought that too, and they never explained. Not that I like. I I do wish people with disabilities could be in movies and not have to have an explanation. But also, he used a, it. I don't know. It was so it's odd. A, because it's a hook, I feel like it's a prop. Like, I don't think this actor is walking around in the 70s with a hook for a hand. I think that if he didn't have a hand, he would do something else. And that's why I'm just like, what was that? Because they wanted it to be seen in the second scene. After he says all this shit about women shouldn't be driving cabs, she was looking for something, you know? Looking yeah, for something. Yeah, like, what was she looking Was he trying to say that she was a hooker? I think so. And I'm like, if you, if you, if you a sex worker and you're driving a cab, you usually want to do one or the other. You don't have to do both. <laughs> 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 you like, I don't know. You know, black people can make a way out of <laughs> like, do the roles like reverse? Do you like go pick up the men or the pe- the, the 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 customer on the side of the street? Like, hey, you want to run? It was the original DoorDash. It was like you just got the number, and I'll bring it to you. And I'll take you to the airport when we're done. I mean, I know it's a black exploitation movie, so they're going to talk about racism. There was just way too much, like, low-key racism in it. Like, the whole, she was looking for something. And then um, the chief talking about, well, there has been a lot of panther activity. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I was like, no, pause, more wine. (laughs) Yeah, is he thinking the panther, the black panthers are coming and stealing corpses? Like, that was never a, a, a tactic, I don't think. I'm no expert, but I don't. I never read that or see saw that in a documentary or no, something. Like I, I feel like people would be talking about it, <laughs> right? Right? It would be a different conversation. It would be like, oh, yeah, organized still bodies. That's right. what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I saw this article like yesterday that some dude in well, I want to say Florida because it's usually Florida, but it's usually Florida, <laughs> um, but was in prison for buying or trying to purchase body parts from some woman in Arkansas. Well, there's been a lot of panther activity. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me, I I was reading this wild story a few months ago. Apparently, FedEx lost a body a couple years ago. And so I'm like, first off, a coroner was like, I'm going to put a body in FedEx's hands. (laughs) Secondly, (laughs) FedEx is like, oh, we lost the whole body, but don't talk about it until people bring it up. What did they tell that family? I'm sorry, ma'am, but George was lost in transit. Somewhere there's a coffin-sized FedEx box and people act like they don't know that. Well, I mean, I hope they insured it when they sent it. (laughs) And they listened for years because they were like, uh, and I was like, this is not true. This is not real. And then I That's went on the rabbit hole and I was like, oh my God, this is really America. What? <laughs> Everybody is a pool of mushy goo somewhere. That's, you know, it's liquefied somewhere. Right? I, I just want to know, like, <laughs> for whom? Where is this big ass box hiding? Because like I, coffins are big, and to put a FedEx box around one—that's a special. That's a special box. You just walk to the FedEx store, but like I need one big enough for a coffin. You are making something special. I wonder how much shipping and handling is to ship a body. <laughs> Listen, was it overnight? Because clearly they deserve a refund. <laughs> they they should have overnighted it though. I feel like they went the cheap route and got the. <laughs> They went with ground three to five days, and here we are three years later. I feel like they got that cheap that cheap box that is like a cheap box. Or they just got a human size one of those envelopes that like vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they get like a Willow Peel outfit, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I have another question for those of you that have watched more 70s horror films than I have. Did did they just have the same like pool of music for soundtracks that they use for horror and porn? Because yeah. like yep. a lot of the soundtrack, I was like, I feel like I've heard this before. No, no, we talked about this trend. In the 70s, you didn't know if it was a porn or a horror movie until like sometimes 20 minutes in. And you're like, I think we're safe. <laughs> in the same theater anyway, right? So, yeah. oh. you know, you can go to the CD theater to uh, watch a lot of, like, 
horror movies, they didn't go mainstream for quite a while. And then, you know, the, you know, you got the porn stuff, but I'm sure they got the same musicians that were doing the scores for both of them. That still happens now. Yeah. True. <laughs> I feel like that'd be an interesting like double feature. Let's let's go watch Blackula and then watch da Debbie Does Dallas. Like <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that in theater too, the Grand Guggenhall. Like you'd get like your little like forest with the, like the cleavage, and then you get like a, something bloody and gross, and you're like, oh no, my sensibilities. I came to see boobies, and it's like, good sir. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing too. Like the black exploitation era, obviously they. You know, they were grindhouse films, right? So grindhouse films were very like violent and very sexually free. And so, you know, it takes from both of those kind of like black exploitation takes everything from all of those genres and puts them all together and puts black people in them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite kind of movie, quite frankly, you get I mean, violent sex, I'm good. And black people, I'm good. Listen. listen. Like it, whenever I see this movie, it reminds me of Hollywood Shuffle and I want to track that down yes. and rewatch it because it's been so long. But like, I just, I did not understand as a kid, I was laughing at things that were going to be oh so true. <laughs> like even like, you know, with uh, Hollywood Shuffle and they have that black acting school skin in there. Like even like the black exploitation, um, uh, you know, the the actors and those, they were all like classically trained yeah. actors, but they came in and did these black exploitation films. And that you can definitely see that with Blackula, right? Because, you know, Blackula is great. He's got great elocution and a great rumbling voice. Yeah. Well, he was an opera singer and a stage performer, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, you know, Hollywood Shuffle was real. <laughs> Robert Townsend... He he always knew. He always knew. And he tried to warn everybody. But we we're like, I'm going to go into this business anyways. And he's like, mm, tried to Made tell the you. choice. I want to talk about this funeral home scene again, because that's where we see the beautiful the capes, beautiful capes. Mm -hmm. But we also see like you know, classic black stuff, like you're at a funeral home and they talk about how that's very segregated, right? Yep. So when they asked him where he picked the body up from and all, and where was the, where was the white guy? He was like, I don't do that. And I just said to myself in my notes, who did the body? Because <laughs> that's what <laughs> right. black people ask. Like you go to like, any like Southern town, you got two black funeral homes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go to either one of them and folks are like, well, who did the body? <laughs> the white people were not a part of the calculus at that point. <laughs> Which is wild. I've only ever seen black funeral homes, like only. And so when he said that, I was like, that makes racist sense, yes. But also, I never thought about this. <laughs> what is it like over there? I'm, I'm trying to tell. <laughs> And in the 70s and like the early 70s, I'm not even sure that they still have, they even had ambulances at that time. Because, you know, my parents are, you know, my parents are segregation Jim Crow era folks. <laughs> and so my mom was telling me that the hearses were the things that were picking people up when they were sick. They pick up dead bodies. They do all the things. And so when he said he went to go get it from the coroner, I was like, sure, that makes sense. Perfect sense, because ain't nobody bringing it to you. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, having an injury or, like, being sick and getting into a hearse to go to the hospital? That's not <laughs> mentally good. It's like, it was a cold. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll walk. <laughs> yeah, it does not set you up for a positive, like, energy going into the hospital. I'm going to just ride the bus. I'll get there when I get there. It's a sneeze. It's a sniffle. What? <laughs> Well, he sure did. He was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. They don't. That white dude isn't here. You know, we don't do. We don't, we don't do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. I never thought about that. Actually, <laughs> it's funny to me. It is really funny to me because uh, you know we we don't think about that stuff right now. But it was a you know in the seventies it was a thing, right? And you know. Who did the body is still a you know still a thing, but he cracked me up. I like the funeral home director. I'm I'm sad that he had to you know bite it. 
<laughs> they were like, we'll introduce these extra characters, but we're going to kill them too. And I love that. Because like a lot of people are like, extra characters forever and always. I'm like, no. You'll need 40 people for this movie. You only needed five. Kill people. Yeah, they, they were like, they were there to serve their purpose. And they got like the photographer. She took the picture. She did. She did. She did. <laughs> But also the way he handled their crime scene. Because he came in to find her. I was like, let me correct all this stuff that's been knocked over. There must have been a struggle. Let me fix it, though. And I'm like, good, sir. Well, I know. I know <laughs> you know like better. Outside. And he sees her a lot like, running or whatever. And she collapses. And she's clearly been attacked. Instead of taking her to some place that could help her, like a, a hospital, he takes her back into the house. <laughs> <laughs> the attacker could still be inside of. Like, I just... That's, you know, the, 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 the quality of police work is, you know, still the same quality of police work. Y'all, I died in the final scene when, Dra when Blackula picks up that can and chucks it at the police. <laughs> <laughs> with the trash in the barrel. And just <laughs> <laughs> to me because I'm like, okay, Dracula has superpowers, right? But the most that he did was throw a barrel. <laughs> that was clearly <laughs> empty. Choreography, it was like, snack. Damn. <laughs> it was the cutest tantrum. Because I'm over this. Oh, this trash can. What? <laughs> He's like, that's it. I spit myself <laughs> He could glamour them away, right? So he was like, you don't want to be here right now. And then they start backing up. Yes, we don't want to be here right now. It's like, well, why didn't you just do that the whole time? I <laughs> he wanted to throw a barrel at that dude. He didn't like that yes. cop. Smarter, not harder, Blackula. We're smarter, not harder. But now, every time I see a cop, I'm just going to envision throwing a barrel at it. Or her. <laughs> Just like overhead, not even trying to be subtle about it. Right? It's like, wait, go big. We're in the last moments of the movie. Oh. <laughs> I think he lifted one of them up over his head, too, like one of the cops or whatever. But that was like, that is a Dracula strength. That's like WWE strength. Right? <laughs> boy. He's not a vampire. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for Blackula to do some things besides lay down the BDE because, you know, she was never right here. Well, listen, let me tell you what. Blackula must have been laying the pipe. Let me tell you because the way old girl was acting <laughs> after meeting him twice, <laughs> she was ready to risk it all. For some you know? <laughs> She's like, he's had a hard life and afterlife. I can take care of him. I can fix him up. And I'm like, lady, listen. But you know, I don't know about that. Because Blackula, it's been 200 years. He's backed up. He's ready to... <laughs> listen. Maybe it happened multiple times. Maybe he's able to keep going. That's why she's 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 hypnotized. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's digmatized. Listen, I, I was just so shocked that you know he shows up at her house. First of all, she lets him come to her house. Actually, she met him at a nightclub after he stopped the shit out of her one right? night. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. But then she lets him in her house, and he was like. We're from the Ibani tribe, and you are you're my wife, and this and that, and I, you know, I got vampired, and you know, I we went to fix slavery, and I became a slave, and, <laughs> and she's just looking at him like, oh, okay, <laughs> that tracks, right? My favorite was she because she originally thinks he's married, and that's why he has to leave mm -hmm. before morning, which makes sense. But then to end, he's like, no, I, I'm not married. I'm a vampire. Oh. Well, you say that, you know. I would rather you be married, first off. Secondly, you <laughs> <laughs> smell like a vampire. I just feel like that suit from Kate must be dirty. He's yeah. got to be cold. And you know, he ain't manicured in 200 years. So Listen, who knows what that looks like? I mean, he might be cold, but he's doing something for her because she was like, risk it all. <laughs> Let me have this. I need nice things. I, I would like to be undead too with you. Right? <laughs> like, I just, 
Oh, she literally was like, I have to think about it. He, when he was like, I want you to come with me. I have to think about it. <laughs> like, she didn't change the way she dressed after he stayed over. Because all of a sudden she had like her little golden shit on her hair. And she was like, no, I'm a quiet lady now. I'm kept. And I know, it was one sleepover. What did he do to you? <laughs> and she didn't want him to go either. She's like, stay with me. Like, mm. I'd like to stay would be death. I like, just okay. Like, <laughs> it's good you did last night. It's fine. Like, I'm like, I need, I need details. Can we get a word picture in here? Because I need to know. Diane, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand it. Oh, I just I ain't never, never been. That's sprung. I've been married for 10 years and I ain't never been that sprung. <laughs> <laughs> no, like if that was what was happening after those date naps, I would still be on the date naps because like, that is not what I was getting. At. I've never been like, risk it all. I've been like, oh, <laughs> thanks. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> wow. Mama Walday. All right. <laughs> I was like, ooh, no wonder you got a sequel. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I also okay I will say one thing I didn't really love about the movie was I felt like the ending was super anti-climatic I was like really okay that's how he just walks he just walks out on the roof and dies okay I, I know he's I, upset because Louvatina died but like again, she again. again like this is her second time dying if we just wait around a few hundred years she'll be back apparently that's how this works <laughs> Just another 200 years. It's fine. It's fine. He was so distraught. He was like, I'm going to off myself in the sunshine. But then did you notice how he turned into a pile of nothing in the maggots, right? Um, and the other one, Tina, the photographer lady, when they opened up the blinds on her and the light came on, she didn't do nothing but just pass out on the ground. <laughs> It's because women are weaker. <laughs> so we just, <laughs> we have conversations that we fight. Like, we don't. <laughs> I was so confused by that. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it was because he was dead longer. Because I, I've, I've watched some vampire stuff that, like, once you die, like, sometimes they tell you, like, if you're hit by sun, like, you burst into flames. Or sometimes mm -hmm. when you die, you, like, revert back to your body how it would be if you were you get that from the lost boys yep uh, okay. <laughs> i'm wondering if he was dehydrated because of what him and his new love was doing that kept her up all night <laughs> for him. He, he wasn't was hydrated correctly right he needed a pedialyte that's what happened <laughs> he needed a pedialyte <laughs> this is the old dude was like cold-blooded when they killed Oluvatina and our sister Michelle was like, that's my sister. And she was running toward the grave and he was like, calm down. <laughs> calm down. She's a vampire. She <laughs> was like, that's heartless. Mm. <laughs> Not my problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened happened. Much like these no net loans. It happened. I can't change it. It's just go. <laughs> <laughs> I I love your note because I didn't actually research that to know that this was the first of this subgenre. Yeah, so you know, black you know, black exploitation movies have been around for just a little bit, actually. Like well, <laughs> people's did like the first one that was like sweet, sweet facts, badass song or whatever revenge. And so he did that movie and then Black Kula came out like maybe a year or two later in 1971. And it is credited as the first black exploitation horror movie. And then there were many more black exploitation horror movies to come, right? So you got like JD's Revenge, which is one of my favorites, or um, what's another one? You talked about it. Ganja and Hess, Abby. Um, and even yes, that's such a good one. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I was mm -hmm. like, y'all hit this for me for decades because y'all was racist, and this is the best thing I've ever seen. Give me right. the jumpsuit. 
What? Yeah, Sugar Hill so far is my favorite black exploitation film I've seen. Sugar Hill is so good, right? And then like even like more modern movies like Bones. Yeah. That's a that's considered a black exploitation horror movie. Or that other one that Snoop is in, and I can't for the life of me remember what the name of that movie is. The new one, Day Shift, or the older one where he's like the not Crip Keeper but Crip Keeper character. Yeah, that one. Snoop's anthology of horror. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, Snoop's Dog's Horror in the Hood. That's what it was. Thank you. Horror in the Hood is actually considered a black exploitation horror. It should movie. be. I watched but, it this yeah. year. <laughs> yes, yes. Although I like, I like the Ode to Day Shift. That was that was a fun movie. But um, I might watch it tonight because I, it's that or Orphan tonight. I'm so behind on everything. Uh, see, I've been watching everything because I'm trying to get these movies out of the way. But it's <laughs> actually, it, it, you know what? I was entertained. I My thing is, you have Jimmy Fox, you have Snoop, you have the Franco that we speak to. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I have to be like, wait, is this the one? That, oh, no, it's the other one. I also have to do rehab for him. Okay. <laughs> people always ask. They're like, wait, is this the one? I'm like, no, this is not the one we're fighting the other one is out there being even more worse than we could ever know. He's like, you keep trying to kill me, but I keep coming back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Black <laughs> He is. He is. Oh, but awful. Mm. <laughs> He's playing, he trying, well, he has been cast as Fidel Castro and people are like, oh, how? Jesus, I just stop. <laughs> Listen, we will really do anything we can to not let brown people play brown people in movies. Like we will be like, this is set in Mexico, but Madonna's gonna be the lead. And it's like for whom? <laughs> why? But our Sterling Hansen. <laughs> that witch. Don't even get me started. That's a whole other <laughs> hour. We will not go home. We will all be here. <laughs> I can't with her. No, yeah, so black exploitation horror movies are a lot of fun, and I'm sad that people like kept them from you. Literally, like I, I only knew of Blackula as a bad thing and everything else from this era because like people just piss on black movies in general, which I know because Tales from the Hood is still slept on by people who do movies, was, movie critics. Was, yeah, I was gonna mention that. Like, yeah, I feel the same way about black now. Like for Sugar Hill, I don't think I've ever even like heard of. But I'd heard of Blackula before, but never in a like. This is a genuinely fun, good movie. I've always heard it in the same way that it, like other black exploitation. You know, it's like it's kind of a joke almost. Yeah, it's lumped in as a joke, or like you have a white man calling you Blackula as an insult in grad school because you're in Texas. I had to drag him <laughs> on social media a years ago. I had to drag him. He called you Blackula. He did. Like, for real? years ago because like he's an older white man as they are and he was always coming to me complaining about black people being cast because he's a light designer supposedly but he has a hard time casting with black people being cast with lights and I'm like you seem racist stop coming to my <laughs> stop coming to my shift to tell me your racist problems I'm not gonna say cast less black people we only cast three a season here um, so like I'm not on your side but I one day I was in the grad office because I can like handle these babies papers and like I was clearly under a lot of stress and trauma because I was in grad school at Texas Tech University, <laughs> which is nothing but trauma. It's levels. That's levels. <laughs> Your slogan is from here there's trauma. That's the slogan. But I gotta tell you this. And so I'm trying to like get through my shit. And one day I guess I was not pretty enough. And so he's like, be like Blackula. And he started laughing. And I was like, huh? And he kept laughing, and I was like, "I'm leaving." <laughs> and I just, <laughs> and, he, and he was like, "I don't recall that when I was dragging him on social media, because like I, I was trying to be classy about this dragging, and I was not naming names, but he wanted to like name my name, and I was like, "Well, bitch, I got receipts. Let's go." And he's like, "Oh no, I'm playing. I respect you, and I think you're a lovely artist. Like it's too late. I'm in your ass, John." <laughs> wow, why are they always named John too? Ooh. Listen, that's what that's we said. John, we ain't speaking. I don't do John's. I don't do Kenny's. I'm 50-50 on Chad's. <laughs> I've never met a good Kenny. I've never met a good Kenny. Always a Kenny. It's Listen, always. when he says his name is Kenny, that's your cue to leave. Just so yeah. everybody out there, I you might say, be cute. Uh-uh. Right. I will say with John, I feel like I've met decent Johns with it spell always spelled J-O-N, not J-O-H-N. 
Their parents were like, we like the name, but we also know what's out there. So we're going to try and like help you. <laughs> yeah. I think I said all I needed to say, except for black vampires need lotion. That's all. Listen, that's the PSA we need. Cause like and also, hair care. Can we get them hair care too? Look at the vampire Brooklyn again. Cause Eddie Murphy's wig was not together. We did you we just need a whole lot of things for black vampires. We need to stop the black the white vampire supremacy and you know give equal rights to black vampires. <laughs> we, have, we have the right to look right. cute. Yeah. <laughs> vampire cuz like vampires are supposed to be sex that's part of the vampire oh. lore. Yeah. They're sexy, they're sexual, they're queer usually like <laughs> you know I didn't see a sexy vampire until Aaliyah in Queen of the Damned. That was oh, bad. that's true. We we do have a we have one example. Of she pretty... was the first, and people were like, "Oh, so we can have sexy black vampires once every five years now." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that's an interesting thing to say, though, because like, not only light skin, but black vampires we had were Blackula mm -hmm. and Luva Luvatina. Listen." And the rest of them were like the rest of the vampires were dark skinned and looked crazy. Right? Right? It was like somebody who possessed this movie. And it was like, mm, nope. Yeah. Oh, no. Colorism. No, those, you gotta love colorism, but you know. All right. Well, let's get. I'm feeling spicy, y'all. Let's get. Let's get. We've been. I feel like we've been spicy this whole <laughs> Well, let's get spicy. -er. All right. So I've always liked Black Yellow. I haven't seen it. Um, I've seen it a handful of times, but like I said, like 20 years ago. And so when I was watching this, I was like, oh, wait, there's a sequel that I've never seen. Really? Black Yellow Scream, which came out in 1973. And um, it stars, you know, Pam Foxy Brown Greer. Mm -hmm. It her. also has William Watts' Nuts as <laughs> the yep. Black Yellow But then it has... Beyonce stepdaddy, Richard yes. Lawson. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he's as fine then as he was in Sugar Hill a couple years later. And today, like he's still fine. I don't, who am I lying to? <laughs> he could get it. Blackula. Mm. Listen, <laughs> and I gotta tell you that I actually like Scream, Blackula Scream better than Blackula. Same. Oh, I, I same. watch it then. I watched I, them back to back too. And I was like, no Do they explain him. how he comes back to life, or is he just back alive? I think it just comes. I think he just appears on the screen. <laughs> it's the seventies, Tran. You ask him for too true. much, right? That's like true. He, the first scene, um, Richard Lawson gets turned, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never say where Blackula came from or anything like that. It's just he's out here turning folks. I think Damn. he. I think he saw Richard Lawson and Rose, and that was it. And I respect that because I too would Probably be like, I'm back to life. <laughs> right. That's why Blackula predates, you know, the, the horror movie trope of, you know, the monster coming back to life, right? He's the first one because Blackula came back to life in his sequel, though he was clearly dead at the end of this movie. Very but you don't so. see that happen again until like, um, Halloween movies, which was and the first Halloween was like in 1978, and mm -hmm. Blackula was 1971, and Scream Blackula Scream was 1972. Yep. So I am, so I am, you know, my spicy take is Blackula is the first resurrected horror movie monster. Boom. Listen, yeah, I listen, I, I am here for the Blackula supremacy. <laughs> I am. I am. Because, like, when I was talking about watching Black Yellow for the first time last year, a lot of, like, woke white people were like, oh, yeah, it's a classic, but it's problematic. And I'm like, so is everything else from the 70s, but you know, we're talking about Stanley Kubrick. Actually, when I bring him up, you got issues with me bringing him up. So, like, either everybody problematic or you serve running on Black movies for a reason. And Talk to me, Kenny. Talk to me, Kenny. I mean, you're <laughs> right. This is, there are problematic parts of this, but, like, I I could find far 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 more problematic stuff from the seventies than this film. I can find more problematic stuff from shit we saw this year, and oh, I'm just 100%. like, um, Kevin Bacon, clit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta bring Shots up Shots fired. Shots fired. Bacon, Mr. Bacon. Job, Shrey. He needed a job. He was He's a producer. He could have produced something else. Um, he, he I, got money made off the girl. He's trying to make back that fortune. Right. <laughs> right. 
He's like, my wife said I need to get a hobby, and this was filming, so I'm here. And I'm like, good, sir. Um, but my actual hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really pissed I didn't see this until after I saw Horror Noir, um, and it explained to me that Black Citation was not a shameful thing as critics made it out to be, because, again, the critics were mostly white, and they still are. I am one of the few Black horror critics that I can see who gets paid. <laughs> and that is a problem because I love being paid, but I also don't love being the only one. So like <laughs> we can fix Rotten Tomatoes by hiring more black people. That's my song. I'm going to sing it on the way out. <laughs> yes, love it. I, I have a question though. Why is, do we know why it's they're called black exploitation? Like, is that why it, they have a bad name? I don't know. Well, because there were, you know, the Grindhouse movies were already exploitation movies. They called them because there were a lot of, um, there's a lot of sex and violence in them. And so when you add Black people to exploitation, you get, boom, Black exploitation. (laughs) This Adam met this Adam in a fusion. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. That makes makes it make much more sense in my head. Because I was thinking like, are we exploiting black people? Like, I feel weird. I mean, this. always. But I mean, like, that's right. Touche, touche. Touche. All right. Well, my hot take is similar. Uh, like, this this is better than most vampire movies we make today. So I don't, like, Word. here we are. I mean, like, yeah, there are things that I think could be better. Like, we could give Michelle and Tina Luva a little more agency. A little, so, a little more. A little. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and I really, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I think I told yeah. Trey this before. This is like a solid three and a half stars for me on Letterbox. Yeah. Maybe pushing four, maybe I don't know. And William Marshall again does not get enough credit for being like Mr. Black Horror in the seventies because, like, he did both of these. He did Abby. He did some stuff I'm forgetting about because I am in the end of a bottle of wine. <laughs> But like he was like, you know, what we're gonna do black horror because I want to work and I'm a classic trained actor and also what? here's some stories. That's right. Yeah. And old dude, that was the um, the officer. God damn it, I can't remember anybody's name right now. Hold on, I'm gonna uh, tell Lieutenant you Peters. Yes, Vincent. yeah. His name was Thalmus Rasulala. <laughs> that's, his, that's his name although he's different than skillet yeah oh, yeah. boyfriend but his real name which he changed apparently his Gordon, birth, yeah. his birth name was jack crowder so i don't know how he got to thalmus rasulala rasulala <laughs> but he did a whole lot of it he used to be on one life to live he did yeah, i'm looking at his page right now yeah he was a what's happening. He was um Star Trek his father and roots. And the Kid. last last credit was New Jack City. And That's if you are a child of the 90s like I am, you will have seen New Jack City repeatedly. That is so, a career. He was doing things. Yeah. Right? right? This was <laughs> This was a time. This was a name. Um, but this is a time. <laughs> and I think it's a really cool way to start off our 70s moment because we're going to do 70s movies for two months. So, like, I, I think this is a really good way of starting that. So, Great. thank you, William Marshall. Thank you, Blackula. Thank you, Blackportation. Thank you, Horror Noir. Um, I hope all of you are having a good day. All those critics that were, like, pissing on this era, no, not so much. I hope you're all having a bad day. I hope you all stopped your toes. If you're still with us, I hope you're having the worst day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have really bad days shitty days right <laughs> right i want i want 2022 to come for them in a way that feels personal like it has been for me i'm a gemini i didn't come here to make friends <laughs> Let play. i'm always glad i'm not on sheree's bad side i, I, I when, when i'm on sheree's bad side i'm like I better. I gotta fix my shit real quick. Somebody <laughs> crossed me. I wish pestilence. I do that. Somebody crossed me last year, and I have an award about it now because I <laughs> destroyed them in ways so creative. <laughs> they honored me at the Drama's Guild. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Thank you, everyone. That Sheree mentioned. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Chris, for joining us for this fun episode. Oh, it's so much fun. I'm glad that you all chose me for Blackula. Hey, I think we all like this movie a lot more than we like the other one you covered. 
<laughs> yeah, that one was trash. <laughs> we did the second one and we stopped. The we did it before the sequel, the, the newer Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, and Ooh. it is still it is in our top four. Like it climbed immediately because people love that franchise. I am not one of those people. None of us are. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I'll catch Toby Hooper somewhere else. It'll be fine. We'll do like a poker guys or something. It'll be great. What? Exactly. All right. Yes. And next week we'll be covering the Changeling with a first-time guest, Richard Rowland. So excited about that. Right. It's going to continue this like time of the seventies. It's a seventies decade. I keep wanting to say the seventies show, but like I, so many people in that show have failed me. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> I need a new seventies touch point. Is it the Share Show? Is it as <laughs> a TV Land? I, what are we calling this? I like the Share Show. I like that musical. Anyway. Yeah. Was, um, yeah I mean, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the seventies. Right? No, the change gets good. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I'm so excited. Last year for Halloween, I put it on my Halloween calendar last year. So it was the first time I saw it and it stuck with me. It was really good. You'll enjoy it. I've been wanting to see it forever. Like, I only know about it because Richard Rowland mentioned it when he originally was like, I want to be on your show. I used to work with him um, Mm -hmm. when that year I was in Indiana and then I fled. But like, I kept that movie. was like if we do it we gotta find Richard because Richard is the one that pointed back at me and I see it on Shutter all the time and I want to see it but mm-hmm. also I know we're gonna cover it so I've not right. seen it so this weekend we all will enjoy it. that one it is it is very uh 70s but not as campy as Blackula but it's good enjoy George see Scott he was doing his thing he could get it too he used to act I don't know if he I said that like I don't I know if he's not with us or not I don't know what he's doing if he's with us I think he died I, I feel like he did. I'm gonna just Google because I said that and I was not <laughs> confident in what I said. I keep Ben Green off every year. Every year I'm like, is Ben Green still alive? Listen, <laughs> there's so many actors like, oh no, okay, he's still. Oh no, he is not with us anymore. Wow, he passed away in 1999. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Also, also Google's wrong because one of the pictures is definitely Jack Lemmon, and that is not okay. <laughs> Don't bring Jack Lemon into this. <laughs> this is wild. I don't. I'm gonna just close that window because I feel like I participated in that. And I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm excited to get into it. But again, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Chris. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.